0: Welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, where we're the home of strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. My name's Jeff, and I'm going to be your host tonight as we continue our deep dive into the worst comic book movie. Back with us tonight, we've got the round table of Avengers, trying to take a look at what we're going to go and make some decisions on in our third region of the bracket tonight. But before we get dive. But before we dive into that, let's find out how they're doing and what's in their glass with us tonight. We've got Mike. Mike, how are you doing? And what's in your glass tonight?
1: Jeff, I'm doing really well because uh, it's almost the weekend, which is always good. Uh, tonight, I have another selection from the Main Channel Brewing Company. This is the last one that I had in my fridge for my birthday beers. Uh, this is their Juicy Double IPA, and I was saving it for last because it is Delicious.
2: Gotta
0: love a good dipper. Mm-hmm. Good, good, very good. I'm uh, I'm always interested to hear about all the deers you've got, so. <laughs> well, uh, back with us again tonight, we've got Jason. Jason, how are you doing, and what's in your glass tonight?
3: Hey, guys, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, unfortunately, I have to admit, I don't have a glass in front of me at all. Today, I'm going dry. Nothing exciting.
0: Dry is always a good choice around these parts. Nothing at all wrong with that. Well, uh, another one back with us tonight is Tony. Tony, how are you doing and what's in your glass tonight?
4: I'm doing good. I don't think we deserve to be called busy bracketology tonight, though, guys, because I'm also not drinking anything special.
0: Well, then, uh, this is turning into quite the interesting uh, episode. Let's see if we can uh, keep this running, Chris. How are you doing, and what's in your glass,
5: Jeff? I'm good. And you know, you know, after to listening to the last two episodes, that I am ready to roll with a big ass glass of H two O. Yeah, I'm still on my
1: cleanse. So how how are you guys not drinking with the movies that we have to be thinking about? Today? I
5: drank while watching them. I am recovering. Fair oh, enough. Fair enough. They were bad. Oh yes. We we drink to forget, not to
0: remember. <laughs> Very good. Well, um, rounding out the round table tonight, we've got Jen. Jen, how are you doing, and what's in your glass?
2: I'm doing well. Um not really doing anything crazy tonight. Just got my Mountain Dew. I'm trying to stay awake.
0: Mountain Dew, can't go wrong with that. I hear they're coming out with a uh, boozy version of that soon. I hope that's real.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I hope so, too, and I hope it's delicious. Je- Jeff, I'm, please please save me so that I'm not drinking alone.
0: Well, sir, fortunately for you, I believe in truth, honesty, and all of the things that are sacred to boozy bracketology. And well, it's in the name. So who cares if I may or may not have COVID? Everyone else in this house does. <laughs> so for me, it's still going to be a bottle kill night. Nice. I'm actually killing my uh, Lucan's pick of Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. And I'll be enjoying that tonight while you guys get to make some just lovely decisions. And on that note, we can get diving right in. Mike making our first choice tonight is going to be picking from the number one seed, Whiteout, versus the number 16 seed, Spider-Man 3.
1: Take us away. I'm sorry to give us the explicit tag so soon, but what the fuck is Whiteout? legitimately never heard of this movie until this bracket came out and so going in i had zero expectations and i kind of didn't completely hate it it's not good but it has kate beckinsale in it. it's always good to have kate beckinsale you know what i had high expectations for spider-man 3 and it was horrible the uncle Ben retcon the Harry Osborne Amnesia, the complete shoehorning in of a crappy venom. Uh, let's not even that's not even to mention the awful Peter Parker dance sequence we all know and loathe after Spider-Man Two, one of the greatest comic book movies ever to have this turd placed before us is such a huge letdown. There are a couple minor redeeming qualities to that movie, but this is my UMBC over UVA. I am voting for the 16th seat of Spider-Man Three as the worst movie here.
0: And Spider-Man Three kicks us off with its first vote. Jason?
3: Yeah. So unfortunately, I don't have uh, much input on Whiteout. I, I have to admit, I didn't get a chance to to watch this one. So I just want to talk about Spider-Man Three real quick. Uh, besides it being a terrible film, and that's that's not opinion, that's fact. The The only saving grace for me, as far as a comic book movie, is all the memes it's provided, all the enjoyment after the fact, making fun of it. For that (laughs) alone, I think it's in a good spot at 16. And the fact that Whiteout's number one must mean something. So I'm going to push Whiteout through and see what happens. I'm curious, because I kind of like Spider-Man 3, just for the laughs and giggles.
0: (laughs) And we have a tie. Whiteout picks up its first vote. Tony?
3: So, um... Yeah,
4: I mean, I can't really say much about Whiteout. I think, you know, I I think most of us will probably say, you know, as bad as a film this is, most of us probably haven't seen it. Uh, I think I saw it a while ago, but I don't really remember it. Uh, Something that has stuck with me, though, uh, like Mike said, is that Spider-Man, it it just is an awful movie. We'll talk about it probably a little bit more later because I have a feeling that this one despite being the much lower seed is going to move on just because there are some big Spider-Man film uh, film fans on this podcast. Um, It gets my vote.
0: And the 16 seed picks up a second vote. Chris.
5: I'm torn because I I think I'm one of the few people that has revved the car engine that loud. Wow. Ah, Wow. Holy cow.
4: That was obnoxious. Tell us
3: how you really feel.
5: I think I'm one of the few people that has seen white out and actually kind of remembers it. Um, and I'll tell you what I remember, and this is absolutely terrible. And I want to mention that when I saw white out, I was significantly younger than I am now. Uh, that movie came out in 2009. So what? 12 years ago. Okay. So I was in my mid twenties. I was in my mid twenties. So it's not as bad. Um, The only thing I remember from that is a really, really exploitive scene of Kate Beckinsale taking a shower. It's literally the only thing I remember about it. I I remember it being campy as hell, uh, plot turns you could see from literally a mile away, and an ending that was nonsensical at best. But at the end of the day, expectations matter, and I knew what I was getting into with Whiteout. I did not know what I was in for with Spider-Man 3, and although it had some really exhilarating action scenes, it was too much. It, it started with the amnesia, and it literally snowballed from there. So, I'm going Spider-Man 3. I am not risking a money ball here by throwing a mercy vote to Whiteout. Move Spider-Man 3 along.
0: And That we will be doing. Spider-Man 3 picks up its third and important vote, but we still need to hear from Jen.
2: Yeah, I really don't have a whole lot to say because I haven't seen Whiteout. out. I had no interest in seeing it when it came out. And Spider-Man 3 was hot garbage, so Spider-Man 3.
0: And Spider-Man 3 picks up its fourth vote, and it will be moving on to the round of 32. Up next is our 8-seed Green Lantern versus the 9-seed of 2005's Fantastic Four. Up first is Jason.
3: Actually, I was looking at This is probably the toughest one for me on here. Um, Both of these films, not very good. Obviously, they're on this list, right? But I think they're evenly not as good, which is reflected by their eighth and ninth seed here. Uh, So I was kind of deliberating back and forth here. And I'm going to lean towards Fantastic Four being the worst of the films, because I think Ryan Reynolds did a... Somewhat decent job. I don't think he's very proud of Green Lantern. I'm not sure. But it's it's uh not as bad as his portrayal of uh, uh a certain uh older Deadpool, but uh I'm going to say Fantastic 4 as the comic book movie was the worst of the two of these. And uh we'll 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 delve into the details later, but I'm going to vote for Fantastic 4 for now.
0: Fantastic 4 picks up the first vote. Tony? Uh
4: you know? Yeah, we we talked about Fantastic Four being a pretty bad film all the time. And I know there are a ton of memes about Green Lantern being awful. Um, I'm sorry, Ryan Reynolds is just not enough to save it for me. Fantastic Four, you at least have a little bit of, you know, some leeway with some of the character design. I mean, it's definitely not a good film. I still think they did it better than the newer Fantastic Four, and that's, had it not been for that i would probably vote for it here but we still haven't gotten a good green lantern film ryan reynolds just was not a believable hal jordan to me Uh, and i love ryan reynolds he's a a funny actor um but just wasn't enough for me so green lantern takes my vote
0: and we split the votes green lantern picks up its first
5: chris yeah, this one's actually not tough for me because the only thing that goes into my head when I think about either of these movies is just don't make the suit green or animated. That line from Deadpool kind of tells it all for what Ryan Reynolds feels about Green Lantern. Let's not forget that that movie stars him and his wife. Um, Green Lantern's just it's God awful. Like, seriously. How does the guy that directed Casino Royale make that? Come on, Martin Campbell. Now, listen, I want to go with Fantastic Four because it's going away. And I actually have a couple of things that I liked about it. One, it gave us Chris Evans in a superhero movie. And the scene with him snapping his fingers and the fire coming out was pretty dope. Two, Michael Chiklis as The Thing is not bad at all. He's a damn good actor. Yeah, it's hard to see under all that freaking, is it makeup or a special effect? I don't even know. But he actually brought some. He he, this sounds terrible. He really grounded that character. So my vote for worst movie is by far Green Lantern. And Green Lantern picks up another vote. Jen,
2: when I watched Green Lantern, I really wasn't excited about it. It was very, yeah, it was just bad. Fantastic Four was kind of fun. I agree. You know, his portrayal of Thing was actually it was pretty good i mean i i enjoyed watching it i wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to watch it again but if it was on i might watch it green lantern however i wouldn't even though i have a christmas ornament from that version of green lantern and it plays music but yeah no my vote is going to have to go for green lantern on this one
0: all right green lantern does pick up its third vote but we still need to hear from mike
1: yeah, sorry, uh, Jason. Uh, once once again, you're going to be the lone vote uh, in a lo- uh, losing way. Um, Chris actually said most of my points about Fantastic Four. Uh, even though it's not a good movie by any stretch, it does have those bright spots that Michael Chiklis actually does a very good job with Ben Grimm. And Chris Evans is great as Johnny Storm. And we can be really glad that he didn't get turned off by the comic book movie from that he had to be very much convinced to do captain america but we're super glad that he did of course uh, green lantern we can definitely be glad that ryan reynolds found the correct superhero for himself but it was not hal jordan at all uh so my vote is also going to go to green lantern
0: and we've got another four to one decision green lantern will be moving on as well up next, we've got our five seed of Ghost Rider versus our 12 seed of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. With our first decision, we've got Tony.
4: So yeah, I, I think I think most of this decision for me is going to go back to what we said the other day about the original Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage. Uh, especially with this time, having that expectation, you know. Um, Going to that film, I knew it was going to be hot garbage, so I never got my hopes up. And from what I remember, there's I've only seen it the one time just because it's never a film I'd watch again. Uh, but there were some moments that made me laugh. Nick Cage is his usual Nick Cagey self, and it's extremely over the top in all the right and wrong ways at the same time. Um, TMNT. Out of the Shadows is, however, just another one of those awful new Ninja Turtles movie. They, they again, changed the design slightly, even though it's supposed to directly continue from the original uh, t- 2014 film. Um, and then they added somebody who is known for one of the most stoic comic book character interpretations of a very funny comic book character, and that is Stephen Amell's. Uh, who plays Green Arrow. Um, and he does not do Casey Jones justice in the slightest. Uh, so for me, uh, it, it edges it out just ever so slightly because it just does everything wrong in TMNT out of the shadows.
0: All right. And I'm sorry, that was a vote for TMNT? Yes. All right. And TMNT picks up the first vote. Chris?
5: Yeah, this is... I mean, it's the it's the battle of the two sequels to terrible movies, right? We we all recognize Ghost Rider one was terrible, even though we didn't vote it through last last game. I don't believe, but I voted against Ghost Rider last time because I thought the idea of Nicolas Cage playing Johnny Blaze is really freaking cool. Like he, I've said it before, Nicolas Cage is an actor that just swings, and he swings big. He is the Chris Davis of acting. It's either going to be a home run or a strikeout. There's no (laughs) in between. (laughs) With that being said, uh, TMNT Into the Shadows is not a good movie. It's a better movie than than the first TMNT was because, I don't know, they actually focused on the Ninja Turtles and their story, whereas the first one didn't feel like it did. So I have got to go. Uh, with with uh, Ghost Rider 2 being the worst movie because the shtick was gone. Like, at that point, I knew what to expect. I wasn't going into this fresh face wondering, what the hell does a, a Nicolas Cage Johnny Blaze do? I knew, and turns out, I didn't need another movie. I didn't need another internal movies either, but call me crazy, I like Stephen Amell. I, I liked him in Arrow. His interpretation of Casey Jones, I don't think was his fault. It's a terrible, terrible script. I'm giving my vote to... Ghost Rider 2.
4: I just want to clarify, I actually love Stephen Amell as Green Arrow. I just said he's stoic. It's a very funny character and I don't think Stephen Amell pulls off funny very well.
0: And Ghost Rider 2 picks up its first vote. Jen?
2: So, yeah, it's roughly the same. I mean, Ghost Rider 2, you know what to expect when you're going into it. It's Nicolas Cage. It's going to be campy. It's not going to be the the best thing you've ever seen whatever tmnt i mean you guys already know how i felt about the first one the 2014 one and the way that they changed the animation i was not a happy fan of the movie was horrible um i agree Stephen mount is fantastic he is a great green arrow um but something about out of the shadows just did not do it for me I and mean, ghost Ghost right i probably wouldn't watch again either but I'm going to have to go with TMNT out of the shadows on this one. Cause it was just, it was just bad.
0: And TMNT picks up its second vote. Mike.
1: Yeah. As Chris said, these were two sequels to movies that really didn't need them. But to me, <laughs> call me crazy, but okay. Yes. TMNT two out of the shadows is not a good script. It's, it's not a good movie. But it's batshit insane, and I'm kind of there for it a little bit. It find like, I finally get. Chris said it. It's it's better than the first one. It does focus more on the turtles. I also finally get finally get real Bebop and Rocksteady in a film. I get Krang. I get the Technodrome. It's yes, it's all nuts, and it's you know, it's in service of of a terrible movie. But still, there was something just cool about seeing that, and I I was honestly entertained. I more so than I was with. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I just, again, Chris Chris said it, that after the first film, I was sort of done with, uh, with Nicolas Cage and the whole shtick and everything. So uh, to me, I think the best thing that we got out of Ghost Rider 2 was that uh, because it did so poorly, they canceled any future sequels and that led us... Uh, however, indirectly to the Robbie Reyes iteration of the character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was way better. Uh, so I give it credit for that, but it's definitely the worst movie for me. So I'm going to give it my vote and uh, hand this off to Jason. God help us all. <laughs> right? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> um,
3: I'm going to make it short and sweet for everybody. I am not a fan of the reimagining of the TMNT series. Um there, there's a lot I don't like about it. It's it's a terrible movie to begin with. Um, I know they made it for a new generation. I don't. It was a swing and a miss for me. I, I don't think it even uh, resonated with them. I don't know uh, a single single person that's uh, of age that even likes it or talks about it. Um, Ghostwriter two though, we talked about it the last time. The first one, uh, the saving grace is Nicolas Cage. It's not a good Ghostwriter movie. It's it's not as good as the first one. Um, they they kind of changed it up a little bit, uh, but I still think Nicolas Cage kind of saves it for me. So, yeah, TMNT, uh, sorry. Uh, not, I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't think it uh, does the uh, comics justice.
0: All right. TMNT is picking up the third vote, moving it on to the round of 32.
1: Sorry about Our- that, Jeff. I kind of stomped on you there. <laughs> I didn't mean to hand it off to Jason directly. No worries. I don't think anyone wanted to use a buzzer beater, though. No, they don't get to, so. (laughs) Our next
0: matchup is the fourth seed of Red Sonya versus the 13th seed of Justice
5: League, the Whedon Cut. Up first is Chris. It is. So my vote goes um, like this. I like Sword and Sandals movies. Uh, I like crappy dialogue. I don't know why. Um and I like the fact that it seems like in the movie Red Sonja, the male characters are literally there just to be picked on and beat up by the female character. I I to me I like that. Is the movie good? It's god awful. It is not good, but for me that's a movie that crosses the so go- it crosses the so good it's bad line and goes decently into the next the next uh quadrant. Then you get, sorry, I almost said Zack Snyder's Justice League. Joss Whedon's Justice League. And if you hear the stories that have come out after that movie, uh, and the whole, I'm not even going to get into it. The Zack Snyder Justice League movie is not great, but it's solid. It's four hours long. But you know what the Zack Snyder Justice League movie did? It made me realize how bad the Joss Whedon cut was. Not even the cut, because it's a completely different movie. The Joss Whedon Justice League, I will never, ever go back and watch it again. If I'm going to watch Justice League in any iteration, it's going to be Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I'm not saying that movie's phenomenal. It's got its flaws. But I'll watch Red Sonja again. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. It's everything an 80s action Red Sand- Sword and Sandals movie should be. So move Justice League along. And Justice League picks up the first vote. Jen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I pretty much completely agree with Chris. With Red Sonia, I mean it's from like 84, 85. It's everything you expect from an eighties movie, right? It's not the best movie in the universe, but I agree. It's it's it was basically the the guys were there basically to be picked out by the girls, which is awesome. I'm a girl, I can say that. Um However, Justice League, I could barely even make it through the movie. Like honestly, the Whedon cut could barely even make it through the movie. I'm, I'm, I don't know. You you have more expectations for it because it's a newer movie and it's Whedon, and he does, you know, pretty much great work. Not a great guy, but it was lacking in everything. So I'm, I'm voting for Justice League.
0: And Justice League picks up its second vote, Mike.
1: You know, when I first saw this matchup, uh, my immediate instinct was to go with was to actually vote for Red Sonya because, to be completely honest, I don't completely hate Justice League. It's not good by any stretch, but I actually like it better than Batman versus Superman, which we will get to, uh, even though it's still it's still bad. I keep I, I keep telling myself eventually I will make it all the way through the Zack Snyder Justice League cut So to comparison. I fell asleep about an hour and a half into it. I'm sorry. I've got two little kids. Sleep is at a premium. And I just, I never got back to it. Uh, but that was, that was my instinct. Uh, and I I did look it up and I thought this was funny. Arnold Schwarzenegger actually said that Red Sonja was the worst film that he ever made. And let me remind you, Arnold Schwarzenegger once played a pregnant man <laughs> in Junior. So <laughs> uh, that was my instinct. But, and it's been a long time since i had seen Red Sonja and hearing Chris talk about it in particular. I do love sword and sandals flicks and it did make me remember like, yeah, it's not a good movie, but it's, it's campy fun. And it is kind of nice to, to have just this, you know, <laughs> all the guys are just getting picked on while the women are kicking ass way back in the eighties. Like that's, that's pretty cool. And I think that ultimately I probably would be more inclined to, to watch red Sonja again than I would the Whedon Version of Justice League. If again, if I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go finish the Zack Snyder version. If I'm going to go back and watch the Justice League again, so I think I'm going to give my give the third vote to uh, uh, Justice League.
0: And Justice League does pick up its third vote, but we still need to hear from Jason and Tony. Jason,
3: yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to go for the Justice League as well. The uh, the DC movies. I'm, I, I always root for them because I really, really want a strong DC series timeline, like a big over arc, like the, this huge arc like uh, Marvel's pulling off. I, I just I, they don't quite hit it. And Justice League went into it so excited and uh, I, I couldn't even sit through it. I had to leave a couple times during it and I haven't even gotten around to the Zack Snyder cut yet. And My son says not to bother. But then again, I've heard other people say to do it. But real quick about Red Sonja since we're it's probably not going on right It's already got three uh, justice league red Sonya, uh i think does the comics justice like i know it's it's campy it's from the 80s but go back it's so much fun to watch because the set pieces the special effects for the 80s i mean it was cheesy but they did they did a pretty good job with it it, it was fun um so anyway justice league that's my vote as well
0: justice league picking up the fourth vote tony
4: Yeah, so I'm not going to say too much. I just want to point out, because I don't think we'll get to point it out later. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a Red Sonja. He also played Conan the Barbarian in Conan the Barbarian 1 and 2, or Conan the Destroyer. Um, These are both set in a world where Conan exists, and he does not play Conan in Red Sonja. So there's just a man who looks nearly identical to a mystic hero in their world running around who's not the Mystic Hero. So I just thought that was funny. Um, I think Chris said it best. Red Sonya's campy. It's fun. It, it's pretty much everything you need from uh, sword and sorcery, sword and sandals, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it, it's, you know, it doesn't take itself that seriously and it lets women be badasses for like an hour and a half. Should be longer, but you Know it was a little bit ahead of its time. Um, Justice League. Maybe if you had asked me before the uh Snyder Cut came out, maybe I would have said it was a better film, but yeah, uh, Snyder Cut not perfect, but it, it showed me everything wrong with the Weed and Cut and just ended up being much better than the Weed Cut. So I don't even like talking about that, Justice League anymore.
0: All right, uh, Justice League. We'll be moving on to the next round, and yet another upset in this wild region we've had so far. Our next matchup is the six seed of Bulletproof Monk versus the eleven seed of Kickass Two. Uh, first is Jen.
2: Yeah, I don't know. You guys might not agree with me on this one. I say that a lot, though. Um, so I actually kind of enjoyed Bulletproof Monk. It was stupid. It was, I mean, just, it was, it wasn't a great movie, but I don't know. I kind of had fun with it. Um, Whereas Kick-Ass 2, I mean, I really don't have a whole lot to say about it. Like, I I barely remember seeing it. Like, I know I saw it. I know I didn't really like it, but I barely remember it. Like, whereas I still remember stuff from Bulletproof Monk. So I think that might kind of say it all. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and put my vote on uh, Kick-Ass 2.
0: Kick-Ass 2 picks up the first vote. Mike?
1: Well, Jen, you said that uh, we might not agree with you, uh, but uh, I actually completely do. I think that Bulletproof Monk, it's harmless fun. It's not a great movie, but it's always a pleasure to watch Chow Yun-fat. And honestly— I know a lot of people get irritated by Sean Williams Scott's stick, but I don't I don't mind it. It's it, i i found him completely fine in this movie. Not great, but not not terrible. I didn't think it was cloying. Kick ass too. I mean, the we even discussed this, I think, during the best comic book movie bracket. Kick-ass, the original one, lost the plot itself, two-thirds of the way through the movie. D- didn't need a sequel. And the sequel to me just felt like such a slog. Uh, the premise was long played out for me, and I I just didn't particularly enjoy it. So I'm also going to vote for Kick-Ass 2.
0: And Kick-Ass 2 picks up another vote. Jason?
3: Yeah, um, this one pains me. Um, not going to be a popular opinion, but I kind of like both of these movies. It's a guilty pleasure, I guess, of mine. But uh, I do agree. I think Kick-Ass 2 is the weaker of them. Uh, The first one was way, way, way better. Uh, Yeah, but Bulletproof Monk was actually, it was an enjoyable movie. Um, I agree with everyone there, and uh, I hate to do it, but I'm going to vote for Kick-Ass 2 on this one.
0: And in another upset, Kick-Ass 2 picks up its third vote, but we still need to hear from Tony and Chris. Tony?
4: Yeah, so uh, Mike actually pointed out something that, that when I was thinking about Bulletproof Monk, was one of the first things that popped into my head, and that's Sean Williams Scott in this film. And I generally do not like him as an actor. Uh, I can't think of a single movie that he's in that I've really enjoyed, Um other than Bulletproof Monk, because, yeah, it's just not a serious movie. It felt very early 2000s. Um, t- yeah, Kick-Ass too definitely nowhere near as good as the first one uh you, you can tell that we had opinions on it in the 1st Kickass of on um, we had opinions on the first film and then you know there was a reason that we didn't move it that far and it was something that ended and didn't integrate and they lost it all completely in the second movie so kick-ass 2 gets my vote
0: and another vote for Kickass,
5: chris uh, so, two things. Tony has obviously forgotten the gem that is role models. Uh huh. Um, not a gem, but Paul Rudd is freaking phenomenal in that movie. Also, uh, so one more thing to say real quick uh, Bulletproof Monk is also the only movie to make it on both the best and worst comic book movie brackets. It was the only one that was on the best, and it ranked so low. The only reason it made it on the best is because Jen wanted it there, and it ranked so low that it had to be included on in this list. There's no getting around it. With all of that being said, this sounds weird, but like the best part of the original movie, Kick-Ass, had nothing to do with Kickass. It was Hit-Girl and Big Daddy, and Big Daddy was gone. And you replaced him with, uh, what, what was Jim Carrey's name? I don't even remember. General something or other. Yeah. Maybe or. Yeah. And it was just so out of place. And then it did not help that after after he finished filming the movie and got paid, he was out there (laughs) trashing the movie. Um, I don't I, I, I have nothing wrong with him trashing the movie. I have a I have no nothing wrong with his political stance there whatsoever. But the movie was not good. And the reason that movie was not good, ironically enough, is that it didn't have Nick Cage. So no, I'm Kickass Two is the worst movie. Bulletproof Monk is fun. Move Kickass Two along,
0: and we have another upset with a sweep here for Kick-Ass Two, and it'll be moving on to the next round. Our next matchup is the three seed of Steel versus the fourteen seed of Thor:
1: The Dark World. Up first is Mike. Uh, First of all, I just want to say I did look it up real quick. It was Colonel Stars and Stripes. It was Jim Jim Carrey's Mm -hmm. character. Yeah. Look, we put Thor the Dark World on here because it's pretty much universally accepted as the worst MCU movie. And it probably felt like we needed to have an MCU movie on here. But it's still a visually stunning movie. It's enjoyable enough. It's it introduces us to the Infinity Stones. I think it even has a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and yet, but I think it's I think it's just here, you know, just because we didn't want to seem like total MCU worshippers, even though pretty much all those movies have been enjoyable. And I and Thor: The Dark World gets a little bit of a bad rap. It's got a lot of flaws, but it is it's still very much enjoyable. And you know what? It doesn't have it doesn't have Shaquille O'Neal trying to act like just when you think he's bad at free throws he starts he becomes a movie star i'm sorry Shaq. i voted a long way for you last month because i think you're such a great athlete please do not stomp on me i'm busting you you know i love you Shaq. you're obviously just having fun it's all good but steel is definitely the worst movie here and it gets my vote and steel picks up the first vote jason
3: yes i was kind of surprised to see thor I, i get why you guys put it on here Uh, It's definitely the weakest of them, Uh, not a very good one, but we're comparing it to some pretty great Marvel movies. It's got some good company. Uh, The saving grace, I think, for Thor also is it's got some important plot lines to the overall story arc leading up to thanos you know like the introduction of the uh, the stones and stuff so uh don't forget a spoiler there's also uh, an important uh death scene in there that uh, has some character growth for one of the <clears throat> title characters um but yeah uh steel oh god come on what a pile of trash shaquille o'neal <laughs> i we don't even need to talk about it. steel by far is way worse than thor the dark world and that's saying a lot right
0: and Steele picks up a second vote. Tony!
4: Yeah, so I think uh, I think it's documented on this podcast that I am a Dark World sympathizer. I still thoroughly enjoy that film. Um, you can tell me, whatever you want to tell me, that it's a slogfest, that it has its issues. I think it's fun. I like Norse mythology, so getting to see Svartalfheim and the Dark Elves and everything like that, it's cool as hell. Whatever. You can come at me, get in the comments. Um, what the hell is Steel? Like, I'm, I I know the movie. I've seen it.
3: <laughs> it, it Still
4: a legit Shaq question. It's cosplaying the Guardian from DC. And very poorly. Shaq, <laughs> tremendous athlete. Awful actor. Stick to commercials, buddy. Shaq, this is great. Uh, uh Steele gets my vote.
0: And Steele picks up third vote.
5: Chris? I think this is the first time we've had a one person in back-to-back brackets because Shaquille O'Neal is on his second bracket in a row. And he might have the legs to go as far as he did in the most dominant athlete bracket because Steel is terrible. <laughs> Listen, I, this is coming from somebody who I'm ashamed to admit this, Saw Kazam in the movie theater more than once. <laughs> for some reason, the thought of Shaq as a genie was funny to me. And the thought of Shaq as a superhero was not. Uh, the other part of it weighing on weighing on me, you know I'm voting for Steel. It's a terrible movie. But I want to combat everyone because I won't have a chance to say this again. Thor the Dark World is not the worst Marvel movie. Captain well, Marvel is the worst Marvel movie. It well, barely stands on its own. I man, love Brie man. Larson. I think she's fantastic casting. That script was not good, and it relied way too much on nostalgia and bringing old characters back. Move steel along. And, Jed, what are your thoughts here?
2: My thoughts have pretty much already been said. I mean, <laughs> I really enjoyed Thor The Dark World. I mean, I... I Pretty much enjoyed all the Thor movies. I am a Marvel whore. But. (laughs) Steel. Wait what? Yeah no Steel was bad. Me me too. I also want to say that I'm really upset that. Jason hasn't done any funny voices. During this podcast. And this podcast is almost over. So there's that.
0: Well that is true. We're. We're we're keeping (laughs) count. There have been zero voices, but five votes for Steel. Up next is our seven-seed Men in Black International. Is that the whole title? Yep. Oh. I don't think I've seen that one. Up next is our seven-seed Men in Black International versus our ten-seed of Punisher Warzone. Up first is Mike. Nope. Up first is Jason.
3: Nope. No takesy-backsies. Uh, i guess i'll go first then i fine yep no voices guys you um we didn't get enough donations last time so if you guys like my voices uh hit that donate and whatever buttons you got paypal send it over we got more voices in the repertoire but uh cast my vote here i actually enjoyed men in black international uh it wasn't the greatest men in black um but I was kind of disappointed, you know, you know, the Will Smith and Tommy Lee's going away and we just kind of rebooted it a little bit. And, uh, what's her name? Tessa, is it Tessa Thompson? Is that her name? Yeah. Tessa Thompson. She's actually, I I enjoy her as an actress. And of course, Chris Hemsworth, I think they pulled it off. It was fun. Not something I'd watch over and over and over again, but Punisher Warzone. Um, I don't think I'd ever want to watch that again. Uh, maybe someone else will chime in and, uh, but I'm on, I'm running out of time here. So I'm going to vote for Punisher Warzone as the worst movie of the two.
0: And Punisher Warzone picks up the first vote. Tony?
3: Yeah, so
4: um, I think that Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth have one of the most dynamic duo things going on in Hollywood right now. Um, if you've watched Thor Ragnarok or heard our opinions on Thor Ragnarok, you know that it's a damn good film, and part of that is due to those two. Uh, they're hilarious together, they're fun, and I think it shows a little bit, you know, you don't have Taika Waititi to round out the trio, um, but it still is a fun film in Men in Black International. It's it's no Men in Black 1 or 2, but it, it does its job and, and entertains. Uh, Punisher Warzone is just dark and gritty and kind of boring. If I'm going to watch Frank Castle, I'm going to watch Netflix's. So, uh, Punisher gets my vote.
0: And Punisher Warzone picks up that second vote.
5: Chris? I've said this before, and I'll say it again a lot, many, many more times in this bracket, but context matters. Perception matters going into a movie. And when you tell me a movie is going to have... Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, and Kumail Nanjiani. And that movie is not funny. It's predictable. And you don't like the main characters. That movie has problems. Now listen, Punisher Warzone is obviously not for everybody, but Tony hit it on the head. It's dark. It's violent. It's gritty. Ray Stevenson is not a bad Punisher. It's also one of the first, might be the first comic book movie directed by a woman with Lexi Alexander at the helm. Punisher Warzone, for all intents and purposes, is probably the best Punisher movie we got until we got Jon Bernthal's really grounded performance in the Netflix show. And also, like it's the I know they did this in Punisher and that's fine, but they gave us Jigsaw. Like I think it was Dominic West that played him. They gave us freaking Jigsaw. Punisher Warzone gets a bad rap. It's got low ratings. It's a fine movie. It's not great. It was the end of the Punisher at whatever, Marvel Knights or whatever, the distribution arm of... Universal, I think, that owned them. It doesn't matter. Punisher Warzone is not great. Men in Black was an utter disappointment. I think... I don't think I know I know for a fact Men in Black I will never go watch it again So move Men in Black along I can't stand that stupid movie
0: And Men in Black International Picks up It's first vote Jen
2: So first things first I just looked up And my dog is apparently Staring straight at me While licking her butthole So that's happening
3: Nice oh, Exerting her dominance over you <laughs>
2: So I went into both of these movies with very low expectations. You know, Men in Black with you know Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. It's very classic. You know, I've loved all those movies, and then they were gone. And then here you have these two actors who were just in you know Marvel movies. They were you know they worked together in you know Thor and everything. And it's like, all right. So I wasn't really expecting a whole lot. Um, it turned into you know there were parts of the whole. Yeah, go girls, rah rah. Which, whatever, as a girl, I I don't really care for that kind of stuff. But uh, Punisher Warzone, Chris did hit it in that they did give us Jigsaw, and that was pretty cool. Um, But in the end, I still think, and I'm out of time, um, in the end, I think that I had more fun watching Men in Black, and I'd go back and watch it again before I would watch Warzone. So my vote is going to be for Punisher.
0: And Punisher does pick up the important third vote, but still need to hear from Mike.
1: Yeah, obviously my vote doesn't matter anymore, which is a good thing because, frankly, Chris took all the words right out of my mouth. A, a reunion of Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson after Ragnarok should have been much more cause cause for joy. And unfortunately, it was just an, a reboot that didn't really work for me. They didn't have a really particularly great script to service them. They tried their best. They're, it's always fun to see them on screen, I suppose, together, but... She didn't do it for me. Meanwhile, Chris said literally what I had, what I was planning to say. Punisher Warzone is probably the best movie version, not counting the Netflix Punisher, which is definitely better. But I would say Punisher Warzone, to me, I I actually don't hate that movie. I think it's a pretty good iteration of the character. As Jen and Chris both pointed out, it gave us jigsaw. It was Dominic West, I, I'm pretty sure. So my vote would have been, is, going to be for Men in Black International as the worst of these two movies. Uh, Not that it matters, but I tried.
0: Well, following in the trend of upsets, Punisher Warzone will be moving on. Our final matchup in this region is our two-seed of Supergirl versus our 15-seed of X-Men Apocalypse. Up first is Tony.
4: Yeah, so for me... um barely remember Supergirl. uh it's from the 90s i think it even came out technically before i was born and yes i know i'm the young one um but x-men apocalypse i do remember and i don't know i'm not i I, this isn't really what i wanted to go first on uh there are some really good things about x-men apocalypse um and that's primarily magneto because anytime you can see Michael Fassbender as Magneto, I think that's a win. Um, nearly everything else about that film is, is god-awful. And, and that's saying something, because Oscar Isaac is in that film, and you don't get to see him at all. So I think just for that alone, uh, I think I have to... I, I was originally going to go Supergirl, but I think I had to change my mind to Apocalypse, just because I can't remember Supergirl.
0: And X-Men Apocalypse gets us started off with a vote. Chris,
5: how are you going to take one of the most beautiful men in the world and cast him as a villain in a movie and then bury him under literally 40 pounds of prosthetics? What did Oscar Isaac do to deserve that? Come on. I'm sorry. That's my dig at X-Men Apocalypse because the Apocalypse storyline from the comic books is iconic and... Just like everything else, they seem to do in the X Men movies before they reverted, before they were brought back by Marvel, they just seem like they crumpled up the comic book pages and wiped their ass with them. I was so let down coming out of Apocalypse. I was so let down because Apocalypse is a badass character, and it was just clunky and slow and pointless. Speaking of clunky and slow and pointless, you know what was that but in an hour and a half? Supergirl. Yet I had more fun watching X-Men Apocalypse than I ever did watching Supergirl. Uh, that movie came out in 1984, by the way, Tony. You know why I know that? Because I had to go back and watch it for this damn bracket because it was a two-seed, and I had to remember exactly what the hell I... I oh, no. Supergirl is by far the worst movie, and I hate X-Men Apocalypse with a freaking passion, and I will take a chance to dig at them every time, every time I can because they put... All those special effects on a phenomenal actor. But Supergirl is by far the worst movie. It's at best overly cheerful and at worst downright fucking dumb. And Supergirl picks up its first vote.
0: Jen?
2: All right. So James McAvoy. I mean, I love love his version of Professor X um the actors that they have in there on x-men are i mean oscar isaac michael fassbender james mcavoy evan peters they're all fantastic actors i actually didn't hate this movie yes i agree with chris they covered oscar isaac you couldn't even tell who he was all those prosthetics don't think he's the most beautiful man that goes to james mcavoy or my husband because he's in the next room don't want him to kill me. But Supergirl sucked. I would never watch Supergirl again. Like I literally No, I I no, I would never watch Supergirl again. I, I'm gonna voting for Supergirl. Ah, I can't talk. Voting for Supergirl.
1: And Supergirl picks up a second vote. Mike? So one of the things that I find kind of interesting about Supergirl is it is actually canon with the remaining superman movies of the christopher reeve era it's actually yeah it is it's uh it was considered a, uh, I don't know sequel is quite the right word, like a spin-off of superman 3 it's actually considered part of that same universe which i had forgotten because it had been so long since i've seen that movie uh but i found kind of fascinating and maybe it's because it's been so long since i've seen that movie but i feel like if i were to go back to it again I could at least watch it in its very short hour and a half glory in a sort of plan nine, unintentional comedy sort of way. You know what I can't watch that way? X-Men Apocalypse, because I care about the X-Men. I'm sorry, I didn't really care about Supergirl. I care about the X-Men. I love the X-Men. I grew up with the X-Men, and they completely butchered the Apocalypse storyline they just did. You're right. I forget who said it. I think it was. I think it was Tony. There's some bright spots. Michael Fassbender as Magneto, always wonderful to see. And but it just so shattered my expectations with how much I did not enjoy that movie that I've got to give my vote to X Men Apocalypse here.
0: And X Men Apocalypse picks picks up its second vote, and we now have a split decision in the hands of Jason yet again. Would anyone like to use a buzzer beater for this one?
5: Yeah, I would. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, Jason, I'm going to come out and say it. Mike swayed my opinion. Um, Oh, yeah. He did. Because I I think he's right. Like uh, I had uh, Supergirl's fresh in my mind because I went back and watched it, but I had... Not high expectations, but like of the Marvel stuff that I read as a kid, I didn't read a whole lot. I read a lot of DC, but X Men were my jam. And I even in my, my speech, I talked about how much I hate the fact that they butchered Apocalypse. I'm really let down by that movie. So f- screw that movie, vote it on so I can bitch about it more next round. <laughs>
3: Uh, it, it's actually funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. It's like I'd rather talk about apocalypse more than Supergirl because Supergirl's pretty shallow. It, it like we were talking about how the Superman movies kind of fell off after two and uh, they just lost their their way, right? Like, they didn't know what to do with it anymore and they tried this Supergirl thing and it was a disaster. If you guys, if you tried watching it, it's horrible. It's like it's just terrible. But X Men Apocalypse, uh, yeah, they butchered Apocalypse, and I was really looking forward to that. And how do you ruin a movie with with all those great actors and such? So much source material to go through. What a letdown, right? So, yeah, heck, it, uh, screw it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do X Men Apocalypse. Let's, let's talk about it more.
0: And so X Men Apocalypse does pick up the vital third vote.
1: I'm counting that as a dual buzzer beater because I indirectly influenced Chris's buzzer beater. You don't. <laughs> this is not the NHL. You don't get assists for that. No, sir. Ah, come on. <sighs> I'm
4: just happy it happened. I want to talk more shit about X-Men Apocalypse. I have thoughts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's clear there's a lot of passion towards the X-Men. Uh, well, in a region that actually brought us six upsets, I can't wait to see what happens in this round of 32. It should be very interesting. There's a lot of passion about these ones. But we will have to wait for a few weeks to hear that. And in the meantime, if you do enjoy what we're doing here, please feel free to check us out over on Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash p-t-e-b-b. Uh, over there, we've got all of our additional bonus content. We've got our, our other uh, Patreon-only show, Boozy Revisited. Um, and that's where we go over all of our decisions from the previous week or from the previous bracket, the previous month. Um, and we find out a lot of the stuff that we would have rather chosen more wisely or um, decisions that were difficult for us um, and any other uh, sort of topic. Uh, but we've got that. We've got several other shows over there. So make sure you check us out. That's patreon.com slash ptebb. And if you'd like to discuss any of this with us or chat about your favorite Bracket or worst comic book movie or favorite comic book movie or favorite athlete or rom-com or whatever we've done over the years. Uh, Check us out on social media everywhere at Boozy Bracketology, except on Twitter where we are Boozy Brackets. Um, And also join us over in our Facebook group, The Lounge, fans of pub trivia experience and Boozy Bracketology where we're always hanging out and discussing with everybody over there. Um, We love interacting and just having an open dialogue with everyone. But for now, my name is Jeff, and I have been your host. I've been Mike.
2: I'm Jason.
4: I've been Tony.
0: I'm Chris. I'm Jen. And we will see you on the next show.